Friday from your two favorite Las Vegas attorneys, Sam and Ash, here in the studio, live and local from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Ash, happy Friday. Happy Friday. We made it. It's been a long, emotional week. Good to be here. Uh, yeah. News Talk AM 840 KXNT, the call sign for the station. Ah, we also live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the Odyssey app. So <laughs> that's all places yep. where you can find us. <laughs> you know, I know we have, I believe in just a few minutes, we'll have John Curtis here, who is our official food critic of the What's Right show with Sam and Ash, uh, talking about places to eat this weekend. But I, uh, part of this conversation, I think a lot of people right now are starting to lose their patience with their favorite places to go and eat in town. And I'm noticing this. I'm talking to, you know, friends that are out and about and are, are in the community and, and are regulars even at certain places. And, and let's be honest, right? The, the service right now, it's, it's tough. Most, most restaurants are not operating at full staff. They don't have everybody in the restaurant, right? They've got, they've, they're having trouble hiring. Then you have, you know, you also just have the, the fact that the people that are there are new. And so they haven't figured everything out. And there's all of these articles coming out right now and, and, and opinions on why it is that we have this labor shortage. Are you starting to fall out of love with any of your favorite restaurants? No, no, because I understand that this is, this is going to pass. I understand this is a, a function in many ways artificially created by you know, by by the government i mean and it started with covid but i don't want to get let's get this back to where i think this is why people care i i really think that even people that understand that there's a problem i need to we need to give you hope i i know this <laughs> is going to resolve in time and what i see right now is i i i definitely see a lot of new people training a lot of people showing up and doing the job i see new people who have promise so I think that's, you know, that's some good news. But I, I think, you know, I think a lot is being made of the fact that, you know, that, that there, I, in every article I've read, it's, it's this, oh, well, COVID made people think about quality of life issues. And we hear that argument, yeah. right? Especially from people who don't want to admit that giving folks massive unemployment benefits, giving them essentially what amounted to, call it a hundred Forty to one hundred fifty percent of their previous take-home salary, how that might disincentivize people to show up and do a job. Setting that aside, there's this other argument that is all about you no know, people don't want to work in crappy restaurants anymore. They just want to they they want they want to have their weekends. They want to have their evenings, right? And all this all this argument. And I. To me, some of this is may, it may very well be true. Like so there, there may be people listening for whom this is one hundred percent what they have chosen to do. But I, I think there's more to it. And we were we were talking about this earlier. And I, I, I think it's, you know, I think that the fragility of the restaurant industry came into full view in March of last year when one day to the next. Governments, governors all across the country shut states down. Yeah, and declared them unessential. And being, and right, so you had people who were making a good living. 
there's a lot of talk about hourly rates. Forget hourly. If you're waiting on tables, it's not the hourly rate. It's you're making money on tips. And, and, and these, and that, by the way, created all sorts of problems for a lot of people were not declaring their cash tips. And so their unemployment in the beginning was, was skewed because they're on reporting less, lower salaries It created an enormous hardship. And I think a lot of people, and this is, you can read the New York times, Vox just did a piece on this. You look at these articles and they're all missing this important point. And I think, I think for, for, for a lot of people listening, they, they, you know, when when they bring up this issue of, of jobs and, and things, you, you hear all the tired talking points, but no one is saying that it's the fact that suddenly everybody's job got wiped out and they were literally told, you don't matter enough to show up to work. And I think that has an, it plays an enormous, an outsized role as a disincentive to want to continue in a career like that. Yeah, it would be really hard for me to, after the pandemic, going back in, re-entering the workforce to re-enter into a field or an industry that I watched get yanked right out from under me. I I couldn't, I in logic, I just could not invest more of my time with the into an industry that I fear that at any given point, if a new virus comes out, a new variant of COVID comes out or something like that, the government's like, sorry, you're unessential again. Goodbye. Yeah. So I would consider going back to school. I would look at moving into a different industry, you know, considering nursing, you know, the, looking at those essential industries and trying to get a job. I mean, just imagine this simply put, right? Let's say in 2020, you worked, someone worked in a restaurant and they had a friend who was working at Sam and Ash, right? At, at a law firm. And all of a sudden they see that while, you know, maybe call it in January of 2020, the person working in the restaurant was making a few dollars more, had some cash, you know, uh, maybe some benefits, you know, had time during the day, but you know, nights and weekends, that problem, but whatever, it was good. Maybe apples to apples as far as what, you know, what benefits they were getting. All of a sudden, the shutdown occurred, and they're looking at the person working at Sam and Ash and going, wait, 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 you didn't lose your job? You still got to work from home? You still you, got to grow? You still got to grow? You Wait a minute, they didn't cut your pay? And I, I, I guarantee that there were a lot of people, and we see them because they've applied here to work mm -hmm. here, uh, coming from restaurant jobs, which we love, by the way, because, I mean, I, I, we're going to talk to John mm -hmm. about this when he comes in, because I think those those are some of the toughest jobs and that's true. They are very difficult jobs, but you know, I'm seeing people right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're not getting folks in the door and this is a hospitality town that has had a labor force attuned. And I mean, almost, you know, custom built for the purpose of, of, of filling these positions, be it in hotels because they shut down mm -hmm. too. gaming shut down as well. Yeah. And, 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 and if you weren't attached to a major corporation that could float your pay, you were kind of your SOL. Yep. Yeah. And then there's coming down with the vaccine mandate. So people don't like that. But you're absolutely right. I think there's a the whole hospitality and restaurant and culinary union and industry here in Vegas. They've been, you know, the heart and the lifeblood of this town. It's what so many people come here to enjoy, what we enjoy as locals. And then they felt abandoned. They felt like they're the 
the government and the local community just turned their back on them. And now they're like, oh, now you want us? Now you want us to come back? You need us? And, and, and now you're shouting at me because your food arrived eight minutes later than you wanted it to? Yeah. Because my kid, my, I, I'm working, you know, 10 tables instead of five. And I mean, it, it's, it's the absurdity that the same people that were yelling about the shutdown and about needing to stay shut down and be safe and stop the spread and all these trite, silly, you know, phrases that now have become tired and overused. Those are the same people now that are saying, well, I, you know, I could see it's a quality of life thing. I don't want to return to work back from a smelly restaurant. I completely agree. I was at a coffee shop and there was a long line and you could tell that they were understaffed and some woman was standing there with her mask on indoors, all of her like buttons that said like mask are vaccinated or bust and it, and she was basically yelling at the workers, where's my food? Where's my food? I've got my drink. Where's my food? And they're like, ma'am, we've got a lot of people. We're understaffed. We're training. We're trying to get this done. And, I, and I'm just sitting there watching this ecosystem because they... They're doing their best with what they're given. The radical left does not understand cause and effect. They, they do not connect the dots. And I know we're going to have to come to a break here, but I, I when because here's that could spend a whole show on this because they literally create these messes. And then when they don't like the results of it, they complain and then they move. And then they blame cutting off benefits for putting people and keeping people unemployed. And I was like, no, 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 there's personal responsibility here. There's jobs like they can. There are jobs out there. No question about it. All right. We're you know what? We're going to bring this up to John. He doesn't know it's coming, but we're going to we're going to ask him him. about this. I like it. He'll be here in our studio live. Great day. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We'll be back after this short break. All right, uh, the What's Right show with Sam and Ash here, bottom of the hour, live and local, uh, coming to you from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. As per usual, on Fridays, our esteemed friend, and uh, may, I add, may I add, the certified, official, yeah. yeah, what is the certified what? Certified official Sam and Ash food critic. That's it. And That's recommender. Right. <laughs> official. Yeah. I have the good, good housekeeping Sam and Ash seal of approval. You really yes, do. Okay. I I was at lunch the other day, and there was a couple a table next to us, four ladies, and they leaned over and asked if we were local, and said wanted food recommendations. And I gave my two cents, but told them, you know, the real person they need to go talk to is my guy John Curtis, eating LV on Twitter, and John Curtis on Instagram. And they were sold. Next right. thing you know, I see him scrolling your feed, looking all at right. all the photos. Right. Right. So they are they, they, eating their way through town this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All a table of, of ladies, good, good, good. I like to I like to see people with. Big appetites come to Vegas. Yeah, hopefully well, they slide yeah. into your DMs. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know. You never know. So good. I'm I'm happy to do it for everyone out there. Awesome. John Curtis on social media. The only thing I'm not on, I'm I'm kind of I'm peeling back on Facebook. That's smart. I told everybody I made that sort of announcement. I'm I'm just kind of sick of Facebook. I find yeah. I know Instagram is owned by Facebook. Blah 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 blah. But I just find I, I get more engagement. It's more fun on Twitter and. And I put pretty pictures on Instagram. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. It's not Facebook anymore. It's meta. Oh, yeah. Whatever the heck it is. So, But Facebook, people get too, they get too long-winded. They've got all the time and characters and words. Because it's a lot of old people. It's a lot of old boomers with too much time on their hands. So I I don't blame you. You you deserve a younger crowd, John. Yes, I do. Because I'm young at heart. Yes, you are. Right before uh, you came in today, we were talking about all these 
I kind of silly news stories or articles. Uh, New York Times did one recently. Fox did another one, opining about why all the missing bodies from the food service hospitality business. And you know, one of the, the, the they say, well, it's really not to do with the economics of. Uh, of all the unemployment benefits. Uh, really, one of the key things we have to look at is all these people choosing a, uh, you know, a lifestyle, I guess, or, you know, or just, yeah. you know, that kind of... Excuse me. Do you need a cough drop? I love it when they... they the media frames it that way, Sam, that it's somehow that there's all these people who used to work as barbacks and waiters and front of the house, back of the house and sous chefs and cooks suddenly make a lifestyle choice. They don't want to do that anymore. That is the biggest bunch of horse hockey. Oh. Ever. You, OK, so you did not hear us on the Clearly talking last segment. Yeah. So I, we had an opinion about it. And so but I'm curious as to what, what you think. Well, I, I mean, I, this is overly, and I didn't hear you last segment, sorry, but uh, uh, I think it's just because they were getting free money and they were making more. And every everyone I talked to off the record says, yeah, I'm working like a dog, let's say, as an assistant to an assistant mm -hmm. cook at a restaurant, and I'm lucky to take home 400 bucks a week when it's you know in my pocket when it's all done or 500 bucks a week. And suddenly the government's giving me 1,000 bucks a week. You know, oh, this so is even a, more than just one and a half times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Some of these people are getting a grand a week, and and uh, and I don't, you know, I, I did, I I didn't nail them down specifics, but I heard the same scenario and song again and again. I mean, I've heard it dozens, if not a hundred times, in the last few months, and they're getting free money, and they're getting more money from the government than they can get uh, from working. So why? beat your brains against the wall in, in, in a very hard job because we all know working in restaurants is not glamorous despite what some people think it's very very hard work so they that's what the, the point it's not has nothing to do with lifestyle decisions well yeah so that's actually interesting it's a psyche thing they've made more money doing less right and now they're expected to go back to work and they're like no i'm just i'm choose this isn't yeah, yeah i'm not going to go back to work for 400 bucks when the government would give me a thousand they just can't justify that in their mind but i do think part of it is the government's coming down and shutting down restaurants and forcing a lot of these uh, people into unemployment or onto these benefit programs because now they're coming back into the workforce and they're they're concerned like why would i invest more time into a career field that the government at any given moment can just say sorry you're not essential well, that too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's obviously uh, just for purposes of, of a talk radio show, we're going to oversimplify yeah. where, where all the problem. For, for me, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, yeah for, 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 or in my feeble brain. But yeah, it's all these things. Yeah. But 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 I, this is where I, I get the media, the New York Times, Huffington Post. I mean, I... And and folks, I'm I'm not I'm not like Sam. I'm a I'm an old time Jimmy Carter liberal here talking to you. I am not a rock <laughs> hard conservative. Ear Ear I'm sorry, Sam, but but I just see this liberal media try to couch everything in these kind of namby pamby terms about what's really going on, and it really comes down to simple economics and people getting paid to do not not getting paid to work. And uh, and now now the money's going to run out. And it is, and it is running states, out, and, yeah. and, and all, all, the, all these benefits are drying up. Now, the interesting thing is what's it going to look like six months from now? But, but for the last six months, everywhere you look, there's a, a help wanted sign on, I think, uh -huh. every restaurant in America. Yep. But then you have and lots of these people 
who are out there looking for work. But yeah, they're not going to take that job again for, for the money when they've been making more money doing for doing something else or doing nothing at all. Yeah, I, I actually, you have a great take on it because I think the government devalued the work they were doing before the pandemic by giving these payouts, by yeah. giving yeah, the benefit the payments, it, yeah. by so, declaring these jobs unessential, well, unessential, literally. And then, yeah, right. so one, first they declared them unessential and then they started paying them more Right. To, to sit at home. And so that immediately they go, wait, why am I going to go back to the, now my job that I really enjoyed and I liked and my paycheck that I needed and liked, why would I do that? It now suddenly feels beneath me. So it's, that's really actually kind of an interesting take. And, and don't, don't forget too, that a lot of restaurant owners, and I'm not talking about little tiny mom and pop, you know, diners or something. I'm talking about bigger restaurants. We're making hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. from the government on these, uh, what are they called? Those programs? The PPP loans. And I know yeah. some of these restaurant, local restaurants, but th- they were getting half a million bucks, some of them, and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and seven they, figures for some of the bigger names out some there. Some of the bigger names, exactly. And the employees see this, and then they kind of look at Mr. Restaurant Owner and go, you were paying me how much? Mm-hmm. The government was paying me more not to work. I found you, you kept it open. You're still... You're still driving your Mercedes Benz. Why do I have to go back to work for uh, for four hundred bucks a week? Okay? Yeah. You know, then that's now, do you think there's any part of it where restaurant workers in the hospitality industry they look at like all the stories on social media of the Karens quote quote you know the the terrible diners that are just no, rude I think and they that, don't, that, tip, that's you don't just no I don't believe that, that that's okay. that people who work in restaurants are tough as nails. I mean, front of the house, back of the house, whether you're, whether you're making gravy or saying hello to the people and or, or, or serving the water in, in the front of the restaurant, most of these people know how to handle the public. And even before COVID, there were a lot of rude diners or difficult people. So I don't think the difficult diners is dis- are dissuading anybody from going back to work. I don't buy that one at all. It makes a good headline and a fun story to, to have memes on, on social media, but I don't believe it's actually the cause of anything. Yeah, but I will tell you that, that and we, we were just talking about this in the last segment, that the, the, that the people, some of the people who are the loudest and most obnoxious complainers out there. You're talking about my and, friends now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> Sam might um, be one of them. Sam might be. I'm, I am definitely not one of them because I'm a, I'm a principal loud advocate for everybody taking a chill pill and being patient with restaurants as they train new staff and, and have, you know, operate on skeleton crews. But nonetheless, I think that the loudest complainers, just the subjective thing where I've walked around and, and seen this, are the same people who were the loudest pro-shutdown or the loudest pro-government intervention, pro-government this and that. The loudest, wear a mask, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Oh, I'm gonna Make tr- life absolutely I, miserable. I'm going to turn you in like you remember the old thing now. Everybody, everybody knows if we were Anne Frank living in Amsterdam in 1944, now we know who would be walking down the street saying, that's where the Jews are over there. You know, we know that's what they, because that, oh, those are the people. You And some of them turn out to be friends of mine. They That, that, that is the, that crowd. They well, we can't had a, wait. There was an exchange where, where we, were talking on Twitter and a, and a woman, some woman somewhere, I don't think she even lived in Vegas, but some lady said she had, she, she had started submit, adding, she added the FBI <laughs> to put them on notice about your COVID misinformation, I mean, where, I mean, these people were 
un, under the carpet and in the walls and behind the baseboards for, for hundreds of years, and we let them out, and COVID let them out, and now it empowered the crazies, the hypochondriacs, the crazies, the do-gooders, the finger-waggers, and we know who they are. And yeah, they're the, I agree, Sam. They're some of the same people that are giving the restaurants the hardest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I will tell you really quickly. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. We We're going to take a quick break. We'll hold on. Dear. We're going to hold on to that because this is, I think, I, I listen, I think, by the way, this is a silent majority out there of people that agree with all of this 100% and just know that, and but, but they're being quiet because they're afraid right. to pop their heads up and get whack-a-mold right. by this, by this frantic woke. crowd, woke, insane Mom. Crowd. The woke mob, the man. Yeah. All right. You're listening to What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. We've got our friend John Curtis here talking food and food business today, yeah. too, uh, on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. We'll be back right after this. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AM 840 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. All right. You know the spot. You know where you are. It's between 2 and 3 o'clock on News Talk Game 840 KXNT. So that means it's the What's Right show with Sam and Ash. Now we have in studio with us, as we do every Friday, the notorious John Curtis, <laughs> food critic and social commentator. Curmudgeon at law. <laughs> notorious eating LV. Yes, yeah. You are a lawyer. I, I sometimes yeah, yeah, do forget People forget that. that. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah well, my bank account forgets it sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah. But you were going to say something right before we cut you off on the break. Well, we're right in the heart of downtown in Main Street Arts District right here, which I love, and I love the renaissance it's had over the past uh, three, four years. And uh, within just a stone's throw where we're sitting right now, I could uh, show you four different restaurants and bars who have told me stories all this over the past year of people turning them in literally because we're talking about the, the, the people, the, mm -hmm. Anne Frank, you know, yep. that, that's where, you know, the reporters, you know, the, the reporters, the people coming in and then they find out that they're sitting there and they tell the county health or city health people or, or Metro that the bartender is not wearing his mask properly or I, two places that they they turned them into the to uh, to the Southern Nevada Health District because they weren't properly wiping down tables and then they get they literally and and one of them one of my favorite little wine bars here talk, got an OSHA complaint against them that somebody goes there a customer who's there uh, supposedly because they enjoy the place decided to turn them into federal OSHA for OSHA uh, violation of OSHA health standards because of what they were or were not doing. If you are that afraid of the germs, why, stay why home. Leave, yeah, why leave your house? Why are you, why are you yeah, going exactly. out? Exactly. You know but why? But it's not about the germs. It's about, it's about the, the power. It's control. The control. It's the about pedantic. This is, so, it's about enabling the crazies, which I warned everybody of in March 2020. When this, when this hit the fan, I said, we're going to enable the crazies, and that's just what happened. I remember, so Southern California, we've got the office in Newport Beach. We've got great friends in the industry there, too. They had a restaurant in Costa Mesa, and one of the restaurants across the way from them was crazy. Oh, Shut I'm going to just, I'm going to name him. Okay, it was name. Taco Maria. The chef there yeah. was Carlos Salgado. Now, he has a Michelin star, John. He is a, he is a, 
really a despicable small human being. <laughs> Tremendous chef, okay. thin-skinned. Yeah. And and that he, describes a lot of them, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, is he he was for years jealous of the success that this other restaurant called Ark had just across mm-hmm. the little quad from him. And it's a great, and, and not to interrupt, I'm just, yeah. I want to actually name okay. it because he literally, this guy, well, tell, tell yeah, me what happened. He, so he called Costa Mesa Police Department and reported them for being open and violating the mm-hmm. local health order. And so Costa Mesa PD showed up and sure enough, next thing you know, the owner ends up with a misdemeanor and they had to shut down. And, uh. and look, Ark is better off today than it was pre-pandemic based on the way they handled it they did everything reasonably they didn't cave to the woke mob they didn't cave to governor newsom they acted reasonably and reasonably safe and to the patrons that wanted to be there they were there and to the patrons that didn't want to be there they were like sorry go home um and but another business reported a business and it's just i hate that oh bringing that kind of that kind of despicable side of human nature the when you said pedantic the Mm do-gooders the finger waggers i mean yeah that it's the worst part. But to get back to restaurants. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, th- they weathered that storm, and now they've reopened. The public wants to go back and have a good time. So where should they go? So where should they go? Let's this weekend. Go. Where are we give going? Give them more. Where are we eating? Well, let me give you my, my recommendation of the week, folks. is the Eating Las Vegas recommendation of the week. Uh, the Legends Oyster Bar and Grill at Durango and Desert Inn. Uh, I went there yesterday for the third time. And what, it's, uh, people who've followed me for years know that I generally do not recommend any place or slam a place unless I've been there multiple times. Mm-hmm. This was my third time at Legends. It is the best seafood at the best price that you will get anywhere off the strip in Las Vegas. Legends? The Legend. It's kind of, it almost looks like a sports bar when you walk in. So open kitchen on the right, uh, and there's a big screen TV so you can watch sports. But you, then they give you an oyster menu that will, well, it used to have a dozen different oysters. Now, because of supply chain problems, there's three or four kinds of oysters. Fresh oysters, right out of the shell. The same uh, ingredients, the same provisions you get at Bouchon in the great French restaurants in wow. town, but he sells them to you for about 30% cheaper because he's a little off the strip place. He knows his seafood, this guy's. Chef Jack is his name. His, I think it's a Thai last name that I can't pronounce, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not going to butcher it. But he worked on the strip. This guy knows his fish. He, it's kind of an all-over-the-map seafood restaurant. He'll do grilled fish. He'll do New Orleans gumbo for you. He does fried shrimp, fresh shrimp, uh, uh uh, oysters broiled, oysters fresh, steamed clams, uh, uh, pasta with seafood. Uh, so there's something to like. The only thing I saw on the menu I wouldn't order is the beef stroganoff. I but if you me. go to a seafood restaurant <laughs> and order beef stroganoff, I'm never speaking to you again, Sam. Yes. He might do it. But, you know, you're good, John. It's I just had my big Friday lunch, and yeah. I'm now starving again. Yeah. So, well done. The Legends Oyster Bar and Grill, Durango and Desert Inn. <laughs> I mean, seafood lovers should flock there. It's very small. But the other cool thing, they're open for lunch. Ooh. Lunch and dinner. Okay, and so you can go, and lunch is the time do to go. Do people need a reservation? Not at lunch, but on weekends for sure. Because okay. I, I don't think it seats more than 40 or 50 people inside. Cool. But it, it, it's my seafood go-to now, and you will find something to like. 
and it's I love great. It. And they have a nice, nice little wine list too that's very reasonably priced. Again, about thirty or forty percent less than you'll pay for the exact same provisions you'd get on the strip. Well, you're batting a thousand on recommendations with me. Everywhere I've gone that you've recommended on the show, I've loved, and ha- I, it's on my list to return. So, hopefully, the listeners are also following your advice and going. And if if they are, like, tweet us, tweet yeah. John, let yeah. them know, and uh, say you heard it on Sam and Ash. What's mm-hmm. right with Sam and Ash? Yeah. <laughs> As heard, as As heard heard on on the radio. As heard on the radio. (laughs) I used to be a disc jockey too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, any other, like any other gems that you've come across? Well, I mean, I just had a great, I mean, I tell, I I don't know if I mentioned this on your, on your show before. Maybe I did. Nevada Brew Works Brewery, which is uh, uh, three blocks from here, has the best freaking cheeseburger in town. If you like those smashed, griddled cheeseburgers, no, not the, I mean, there's all kinds of cheeseburgers, the thick, juicy ones, yeah. the steak burgers. This is that old time, like, steak and shake burger where they yep. smash it down and caramelize the, the wow. top of it. It's only about maybe a quarter to a half inch thick. And it's got, it's the best at a brew pub. I think maybe one of the greatest cheeseburgers in Las Vegas. We're spoiled here in the Arts District. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can, there's too many. And there's more coming. This is just the, uh, this is the great place for me. I love to just eat within a stone's throw of my office. Yeah, this is like the the burgers Blimpy used to eat on Popeye. Yeah, yeah, the little smash burgers, yeah, yeah. 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 But then you go right next door to Soul Valley, and they have a, they have a smoked burger, which is more of the thick, heavy patty. Very good. Really, really good. But that's a smoky, juicier kind of burger. There's a burger that you've been recommending for the last year that I still haven't gone to and it's oscars yeah you need to go i know it it, oscars is awesome really it looks like it could solve world hunger just one burger yeah yeah. i think we're well i told you i don't know if i did but i i've written an article for the rj which is kind of funny because rj and i feuded for years but they finally hired me to write an article and they asked me to write it about burgers so i talked about all the great hamburgers cheeseburgers in downtown las vegas how long ago I don't know if it's even, it's in the Sunday magazine. I think maybe okay. this Sunday it's coming. We'll try and this, find oh. that. And if we yeah, can find it, we'll link it. Yeah. We'll the link Sunday it. Sunday arts uh, uh, insert or something. So, so you got, my goodness. I know. Okay. So Oysters. I know we've gotten you hungry now. So uh, it's amazing. You, you know, this is a, this is a post lunch show. So I'm, I'm rarely hungry going into it, but I'm always hungry going out of it. Thanks to you. After talking to you. All so right, this well, is, I uh, do what I can to keep you fat. <laughs> both, both of you could use about 10 pounds if you ask me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Said the guy with the 40-inch waist, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 42 inches. But you always look like you're having the most fun in any restaurant. Yeah. Regardless of where you are, you look like you're always having fun. And that's what it is. That's what it's all about, folks. You know, we're only on this mortal veil for so long. That's a great point. Yeah. Life's too, too short. And Enjoy just it. a quick reminder, if you have to wait an extra 10 minutes for food right now, yeah. Just deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I will not. I mean, like I said, the restaurant people are hard as nails, but they're great. And you got to be sympathetic for what they're all going through right now. Absolutely. John, thank you so much thank for you. coming bon appetit on with all. us. Uh, we uh, always uh, have such a great pleasure talking to you. Yes, and you're stealing a pen. I'm stealing I see it. I, yeah, it's a great-looking pen <laughs> on his desk. It's mine now, folks. All mine. It was Ashley's on okay, that. Yeah, so you got to clear that. Yeah, perfect. Don't touch the highlighter. <laughs> all right, folks. That was John Curtis. Eating Las Vegas, our resident food critic here on the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. You're listening to News Talk AM 840 KXNT. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. And here we are, the What's Right Show with Sam and Ash here on News Talk AM 840 KXNT. 
Always a riot with John in the studio, isn't it? Yeah, these Friday shows with him are, are classics. I love them. I love all his recommendations. So if you missed it or any of the past Friday shows we've had and are looking for a new place uh, to eat in the Valley, uh, go check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or the Odyssey app. You can track down all those um, old episodes and get some of John's takes. And some are hot and some are, he gives some criticisms, but all are entertaining and I love it. I love his segments with us. Um, so now, next thing, you know, uh, we're going to do the Sammy on the Spot, where I give you an article headline and get your take on it, kind of just at first blush without ever reading about it or anything like that. Are you ready? I am ready. Sammy on the Spot. Sammy, reporting for duty. Okay, perfect. So it, this ties into what we were talking about earlier in the show, and we touched on with John. Uh, there's the headline, Republicans have new idea to fix labor shortage. Loosen child labor laws. <laughs> You've got three kids. What's your take? Are you asking me if I would put my three kids to work? Not necessarily put, but allow them to work. I mean, because all child labor requires parental consent. You have to sign off and approve that, uh, of it. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on I allowing... I would be the first parent in Southern Nevada to sign that work order. I think the rite of passage of getting your first job, of having your first responsibility where you have to show up, it's not school, it's not grading. You work, you get money, money's fun, right? You get to buy cool stuff like video games and sneakers or whatever it is that kids buy now. That, I think, is the most important and valuable lesson. And I, I've, I've, long, I've long thought that that raising the rules and making it di more difficult for kids to work is really, frankly, a bad idea and leading to uh, the kind of problems that we've seen. It's people who are you know, suddenly 18, 19, 20, go to college, come out of college, go to law school, come out of law school, and have never, ever had a job. Yeah. They don't make for great lawyers, by the way. It's not good for the community. Those people are representing you, and uh, they, they, don't, they have no clue. Yeah, they have no idea. They're out of touch. They have no like concept of real world consequences, and you know. And one uh, one thing I, I read in the article uh, that I and I found very interesting, and I agree, it's not a surprise that the biggest opponent to this is the what is it, the AFL CIO, the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations. So the largest unions, they don't want it. But if a if a kid with his parents consent wants to work longer hours or stay out later to work those hours i'm okay with it it's the free market would you put rocky to work i do every day yeah, he comes a, to work he's a working dog. you're right and he even wears a bow tie can't can't slack off i i, I remember well by the way what well, was your first job oh my first job was i i went to work at my dad's law firm as a file clerk it was the summer when I wasn't playing basketball and he said, nope, this isn't going to work. You need, you need a job. Come to work with me. He didn't even give me like a chance to cons like argue. It just was, you need a job. You're coming to work. And so that was that. And I loved it. And I actually, it was funny. I was carpooling with him at the time. I would ride along with him. I'd go to his office, but he would go later in the day and he would leave earlier because he's older and he doesn't need to be in the office as much. And, and at one point during the summer, I go, I, 
I got to drive myself. This is, I can't work these hours. I need to be there longer. So I was leaving before him and I was staying later. Um, one, because I, I needed more time in the office to do my work. But two, I, I enjoyed the paycheck. And if I could get a bigger paycheck, I was all about it. So I'm a huge proponent of this. And it, it reminds me of the pandemic when all these benefits were available. And I, our friend at ARC, the restaurant that we were talking about, they had a lot of young servers and that were leaving. They were like, oh, I'm going to go sit at home. I don't need to do this. I don't need to work and get a paycheck when I can sit on the couch and get a paycheck. And so they ended up hiring a lot of young, very young people, inexperienced people, but had great attitudes and wanted to work and wanted to hustle. And, I and remember, they were terrific. And the energy there was so fresh, refreshing. They didn't have any grudges. They didn't have any grievances. They didn't, there was no entitlements. Yep. They just were excited to work. They were happy to do all the dirty work and and deal with people and all their ridiculousness. It was, I loved that time and I loved seeing young people eager to work and to fill the voids of the entitlement generation. So that's my take. I think if kids want to work and parents are okay with it and then all, then let them do it. hundred percent. Okay. Now for the fun part of the segment where I'm going to also put you on the spot. There's a Henderson Silver Knights game tonight. Tucson Roadrunners, I think is who they play at Orleans Arena at seven. These are fun games. We love them. If huzzah. You, huzzah. Yeah, I know. Uh, my tweet, I gave a, I gave a horse joke to the, the program and they used it during the game earlier in the week. So I'm a huge fan. Um, but let's see how great you are with hockey slang terms. Are you ready, Sammy? Hockey slang. Oh, no, I don't. Okay, go Sports ahead. and slang. <laughs> this is this is bad. This is a recipe for disaster. <sighs> and Live I'm, radio. I'm okay, glad John ahead. Curtis isn't here. Uh, so do you know what an apple is? An apple. In hockey. An apple? No. Okay, it's an assist. You know, when someone passes the ball on the next, or the puck, and the next person scores a goal, it's an assist. So it's also called an apple. Okay. Uh, the biscuit. <sighs> um... Come on, um, rapid fire, just on the spot. The bit of the biscuit um, is uh, when, when you uh, put the puck in the net. I don't know. No, a biscuit is the puck. It looks oh. like a, it looks, the puck looks it's a, like a biscuit. It's a burnt biscuit. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, a bucket. What's a bucket? A bucket is the goal. Nope, helmet. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Put on your bucket and get out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need a bucket all the time. Um, what's a celly? A celly, yeah. Uh, is it somebody that's in the in the uh, uh, in the penalty box with you? No, it's a cellmate. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, a celly is a celebration. Like after you score a goal, what's your oh, celly? That's gotta be that's Canadian. Yeah, I know. Chicklets. Oh, your teeth that yeah. come out of yeah. your mouth when you get hit. Yeah. Okay. okay, you got one. Ding, ding, ding. Put one on the board. This is a disaster. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna literally bar me from being a sponsor. No, we're just gonna make this. you do more quizzes. After You'll get there. This. You're gonna okay. learn. Go ahead. Um, what is it? Uh, what's <laughs> to chirp? Uh, to is it to like throw insults? Yeah, trash talk. Yeah, basically Twitter. You know. Yeah. Just a bunch of chirping. That's it. Okay, I got a few more. Um, oh, let's make see. it stop. Make it stop. I can't do that. What are the pillows? Pillows. Pillows. Come on. Um, knee pads? Like, yeah, close. The goaltenders goal knee tenders, pads. Goaltenders, yeah. Yeah, okay, they look okay, like okay. big pillows. They are. Okay, this is my favorite. We talked about uh, uh, Sammy on the spot before was PETA trying to get the bullpen in baseball renamed to the arm barn. 
because it was a f- bullpen is offensive to bulls um, <laughs> and livestock. So uh, hockey has a similar one, and it is called the sin bin. Um, is that the penalty box? It is. Let's end on a high note. I think we're going to end on that. You got it right. Oh, good for Sam. Uh, where's our... No, not, not no, that one. No, that's not the one. Come on. Nope. 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 There we go. Nope. There, there it is. Goes. All right. We'll celebrate your your final victory on the hockey slang terms. But again, <laughs> it's a good reminder tonight. There's a lot of fun stuff happening. We've got the Henderson Silver Knights playing at Orleans Arena against the Tucson Roadrunners. So go out if you like hockey and you like, you're missing your Vegas Golden Knights. Be sure that we go and go to Orleans and, and cheer on HSK. And most importantly, right across the street from us, in mere hours, we are going to have uh, another First Friday that happens, you guessed it, on the first Friday of every month here in the Arts District. It's really, I'll say this, uh, it's really, I think, the block party that we need after this week as a community. Yeah, I agree. And what happens is a lot of very interesting people from all walks of life, from our neighborhoods come out here and we have a great time there's art i'll tell you my 10 year old daughter vera she loves loves first friday always wants to go so we're we will both be there come say hi please visit our booth we've we've got a booth set up kind of right in the main throng of things and we'll uh, be we look forward very much to meeting you oh uh, yeah so come on down and there's also great food at first friday there's a lot of food trucks there's also all the great restaurants nearby in the arts district so please come down it'll be a lot of fun beyond first friday sam are you doing anything else fun well i'm i'm trying to get to also tonight <laughs> so many things trying to get to the silver knights game tonight. oh you're going i am going thank you for letting me have the tickets. I am going and my son Daniel's going to ride the Zamboni, which he is absolutely so excited about. He's been begging me to ride the Zamboni. So, I knew somebody, I knew Ashley. <laughs> I talked to Ash. Ash got me some some tickets and so um so so Daniel's going to ride that tonight. All right. Well, uh I'm going to the Rufus Do Soul concert at Downtown Vegas Event Center and then PBR. So there's a fun-filled another fun-filled weekend in Vegas. It's always fun, always things to do. Great. Well, thank you. It's a great great show. Another great week of What's Right with Sam and Ash. Yeah. Let's have a great week. If you weekend. missed it, yeah. on demand. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Thank you.